Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. First, that I will only utilize this measure on housing and transit matters of citywide importance. Second, that any proposed use would always be preceded by a staff report independently written by our staff. And thirdly, that I will, without exception, without exception, try first to forge a consensus through the use of the council process. Just trust him. Just trust him. John Tory's gone from... Bridge builder to bridge burner, it seems, as no one in the newly elected council supports his new mayoral powers that, of course, we learned about after the election. And so he can say, trust me all he wants. But the bottom line is city council does not. And so they have voted unanimously to demand changes to the Ford government's housing bill, you know, that they argue is going to leave just this city. And I, I find this figure very low, $230 million a year in lost development fees, lower supply of affordable homes. And then it could also expose, you know, a lot of heritage properties to be demolished. We already demolished too many as it is. You know, we've lost kind of the soul of the city in many cases. But, you know, when I read this headline and saw the story, I'm like, it's rare when city council agrees on anything. And yet they are uh, very united in council against uh, the mayor. Stephen Holiday joining us now. Of course, uh, city council reelected in Ward 2 of Etobicoke Center. Good to have you. Well, good morning, Alex. Thanks for having me on. I was also thinking when you lose a guy like Stephen Holiday, there must be a lot of tension because um, sometimes when you get these votes, you'll have like a pack that vote for and a small pack that vote against. But but clearly this has really rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah, you know, there's no secret that council is divided right and left. And, uh, you know, many times the left will get out there and they'll use council as a soapbox to take on the government of the day. And there's a little bit of that going on the other day, but there's so many things in this bill that you can pick at uh, that I think it's infuriated everyone. And, uh, you know, big, big dollars at play. And I think everyone mm-hmm. on council has something to say about this. And, yeah. you know, th- this bill will change our city forever. It will mm-hmm. change the suburbs forever. I mean, one little thing that isn't talked about a lot is uh, triplexes will now be as of right in single-family detached neighborhoods. Some people yeah. on council think that's great, but I think a lot of people out there don't know that this is coming and don't know what the future is going to hold. And uh, we're going to see our city change right before our eyes. Yeah, I think one of the, you know, as you say that comes to mind, are rooming houses. Um, you know, what's to say someone won't buy up a bunch of uh, or has a bunch of investment properties and he'll call it a triplex or they'll call it a triplex, whatever. But you'll have like rooming houses in neighborhoods where you've got like seven or eight people living in a house. Um, again, we need housing. It's got to be the right housing. Um, and it can really, really change a, a neighborhood. Well, I get it. I, I get the, the housing mania. This this has dominated the headlines. Housing is expensive. It always has been in the city of Toronto. You look through any generation, they'll tell you if they've tried to buy a home, it's been a really hard thing. And I think it's going to be... It's going to continue that way, but bills like this, what they do is they start to, to spread the cost of housing back on the existing residents and the taxpayers of the city. They do it in two ways. 
First way is through the front door financially, like we see in the legislation. It's it's reducing those development charges so that taxpayers have to pick up the slack to build the new infrastructure, the new community centers, the new fire stations, the new transit to pay for that development. And then there's mm-hmm. the subtle way in, in us absorbing and tolerating all of the new density and congestion and more people living here and, and these fundamental changes to the neighborhood. Those are a little harder to quantify. And you know what the politics are? Some people love that. But I think the other side of the politics are is a lot of people say, hey, I pay my tax bill. I love where I lived. I chose to live where I live for, for a purpose. You know, why do I owe you tolerating more density or tolerating these changes? And I think people will be really upset when they wake up one morning to find a triplex next to their house that they had never envisioned when they bought their home. Yeah, because it does impact uh, your investment. You know, I think for a lot of people, it's one thing for the the mayor to say, you know, just trust us, trust me. Um, and, and while the argument will be made by by the premier and others, well, he did get a majority government. Well, that's fine. But this was not put on the table for voters, you know, to even look at. And and I think it's that lack of transparency. It's like, yeah, John Tory may be very well the perfect person for this, but it was done behind a cloak of darkness. And again, to hear it after the fact, because no question, see, we would have talked about this during the election. And if then people go to the polls and say, "Okay, I know this information going in. I'm going to vote for so and so. And that's we've got it. But that's missing. So he can't say come out now and say after the fact, trust us, that's broken. Yeah, you're so right. Um, I want to make sure that I I let the listeners know that that's a second piece of legislation. That's Bill 39. We wanted to talk about it at council yesterday. But we were overruled, and that part of the conversation was shut off. We can expect the staff report in the future, and you know we'll hear what we so have. So it's already happening that quick, eh? It's like, yeah, well, I'm yeah, not going to use these mayor powers. Here, shut up. <laughs> but 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 you've you've raised such an important point. Yeah. You know, the concept here is kind of like a two tier council. I call it the weak council legislation. It means many of our voices will become quieter unless you're part of the select few that sit in the circle that are going to support things with that one third minority. But if that was the vision, we should have had that discussion before the election and people would have cast their vote accordingly. And I think, I think that's what, you know, sticks in many people's craw. You know, there's a, there's a discussion to be had about governance, but, but let's have that in an orderly way. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mayor Tory has come out and said he's going to limit the powers, but who knows what a future mayor could say or do, because this legislation is not about the person, it's about the position and it stays forever. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because this election was such a sleeper election because of the heavy, heavy news cycles, and it just it was a sleeper election, and yet it is such a mammoth change that is going to fundamentally uh, change the way our city uh, works. And so again, I go back to had you just been upfront about it that these were the things that are coming in and vote on it as you want, maybe people wouldn't be talking. Uh, but I do think we're going to be talking about this a lot. I don't get the sense, Stephen, that there's any kind of challenge that will overturn this. I don't know. I'm not sure if maybe uh, Mayor Ford will walk anything back. But this is what we're looking at. And so are we looking at a really volatile session of uh, city council? I mean, there's just a lot that needs to get done right now. There's a, I mean, crime, um, infrastructure. We need to get potholes filled, raccoons off the streets. What, there's a lot going on with a, you know, a recession looming. Agreed, but I think what we're going to hear are people really vocal if these strong mayor powers yeah. are yielded. And you alluded to one of the tests that's coming. It's the rooming houses. The mayor's mm-hmm. been really clear. He wants to see these put in, 
But you see, you find city council where put them, it's about put a Put them beside your house, Mr. Tory. Lead by well, example. Well, you know, and, and, and that's the thing is the suburbs tend to push back on these things. And you've got a split vote at council. And all of a sudden, that split vote doesn't really matter anymore. And, and yeah. you, we could very, find, very well find these uh, legalized. And, and, you know, whether or not your councillor agrees to it, it's going through. And that's concerning to a lot of people. And, and I think, like, like I said, you're going to hear a lot of very vocal pushback if, uh, if that avenue is taken. Yeah, well, nothing uh, unites a city council like authoritarian uh, powers by, uh, by a mayor. So it's uh, going to be fascinating. Appreciate you coming on. We'll continue to talk about it, obviously. Thanks. Thank you very much. That is uh, Stephen Holliday joining us. So look, uh, bottom line, it's, it's not as much as it's happened. It's how it happened. And again, the voters did not get a say. I, I, I do think the mayor needs some new powers to get stuff done. I think they've completely lost the plot on this one.